Welcome to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast where seeing things differently inspires limitless possibilities. This podcast is being brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada, that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted, along with their families. Limitless was created in order to inform, educate, entertain, and share stories from within the blind and partially sighted community in order to show the world that the opportunities for those who are blind or partially sighted are truly limitless. And now, it is my pleasure to introduce you to your host, the executive director and founder of Blind Beginnings, Sean Marcelet. Welcome back to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. I'm your host, Sean Marcelet, and we're so happy you've joined us today. Today, we are talking about volunteering, and two of our co-hosts are with me today, Clement and Ishita. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. It's Thank nice you. To- Why don't you guys introduce yourselves for our listeners? Hi, everyone. My name is Ishita, and I am a new youth leader, just joined um, at the beginning of this year. And I have a condition called cone rod dystrophy, which primarily affects my central field of vision. So I can see general shapes and colors, but I have issues with seeing finer details. And my name is Clement. I'm one of the youth mentors here at Blind Beginnings, and I am from Vancouver. Uh, I have a condition called Nori disease, which is extremely rare. And um, as a result, I was born totally blind, so I have no vision whatsoever. And of course, I'm Sean Marcelet, and I have retinitis pigmentosa, so my vision has gradually deteriorated basically all my life. So today we're talking about volunteering, um, but not just volunteering. Like, definitely we're going to talk about the benefits of volunteering, but also the the reason I, I thought this was an interesting topic is because it often can lead to a paid position and it has for all of us. So we're gonna talk about that too. But maybe we can just start with, when was the first time you volunteered? Do you guys remember? Yeah, I do. Um, my my first volunteering, I would say like actual volunteering experience because I did volunteering like in school with clubs and that stuff. But again, it was more so just um, work that they expected us to do in school so my first volunteering experience was through the city of surrey which is where i'm from and they came to our school and asked us if we wanted to volunteer with their events so it was a whole process where i had to apply and i had to do an interview and eventually um, wait to see if i got the position which i did luckily um it was in a position for the children's festival at the time so um i was essentially a Uh, working at one of the tents, which was a storytelling tent, and sort of like coordinating stories and um, helping the children, you know, get along and just sort of being general aid in that, in that tent. That was my first experience volunteering. And I was in, I believe, the eighth grade at the time. Awesome. What about you, Clement? Uh, I think my first volunteer experience was actually with you, Sean. Uh, I believe it was Camp Bowen. Oh, memories. Uh, <laughs> back in 2009, uh, during the summertime, I volunteered for the Braille Literacy Camp. Cool. And what I know, but tell us what, what were you, what was your role? Um, so my role at the time was mostly uh, to act as a counselor and facilitator for some of the activities, uh, most prominently campfire. That was, I think, my first time actually uh, kind of having the wherewithal and the opportunity to actually lead it. 
Um, other than that, it was mostly just kind of helping out wherever I could with uh, the, the Braille activities and um, making sure that the kids got to where they were supposed to be and were in the groups they were supposed to be. Um, mostly things like that. And I have to think way back uh, to remember my first volunteer. It was during high school and our um, our high school hosted a, a festival, a music festival for concert bands and jazz bands. And I was helping out at an information table and we had to file like the adjudicators would bring in their their envelopes with their score sheets for each band and you know or they'd be requesting for the next band and it was a lot of filing which i was not particularly good at being visually impaired and i remember that i ended up answering a lot of questions about where's the bathroom giving directions became my role which was not very fun but um thankfully i did try volunteering after that that wasn't it it wasn't a, a great experience um but it made me realize that finding something that I can actually feel like I could contribute in a meaningful way was really important in volunteering. Wasn't high school like 10 years ago for you, Sean? Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> but did you guys have any negative experiences when you first started volunteering? I mean, I had a lot of times when people told me I couldn't, uh, you know, just by virtue of being totally blinded in high school. And at the time I wasn't great at advocating for myself. So, um, you know, it was kind of a lot of me asking, you know, what's there to volunteer for? And they'd be like, oh, these are the options. And I'd be like, well, um, I'm not exactly sure where I could fit in. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm willing to try pretty much anything. And, they, you know, people would say, oh, we'll get back to you. Uh, and they wouldn't. So, <laughs> um, so I'd say those are probably like the earliest experience I had of negative attempts mm. at getting involved in volunteering. Yeah, that's definitely frustrating to offer your services for free and have somebody turn you down, right? Yeah, and it, you know, it it was it would be anything from, you know, volunteering to help out at a club to uh, you know, speaking about blindness, which, you know, something that I I love I love doing and I I would be happy to do it as often as I can, but there's you know, there, at the time, especially, it was kind of a thing where people were like, ah, well, we'll we'll see if there's ever a time when it can happen. And then it just never happened. So how did you guys get started? Like, for me, I feel like opportunities just presented themselves. And I, I said yes, but I don't know that I actually ever sought out of all, not initially anyways, not when I was young. Like, how, how did it happen for you, Ishita? I, I did a little bit of both in the sense of I, some, some fell in my lap. And like I said, where they came to my school and, and told us about the city of Surrey and, and asked us to volunteer. And I said, sure, I'll give it a try. Um, and some I actively cert, like seeked out and um, thought it was interesting and wanted to just give it a try. And I'll get into this a bit when I talk about my employment. Um, but that was an experience where I found it. And I'm like, I actually really want to try this. And I gave it a try. So it was a little bit of both, but it was also more so just saying yes to a lot of the things that came my way. And I found, I'm like, I want to try this. This is really interesting. If it doesn't work out, it's okay. Cause I've had experiences similar to Clement where, um, they refused me or they said, you know, we don't think, um, you, you'll be a good fit or it's very visual work. And, um, they said essentially no, but I kind of fought it and I'm like, no, I, I want to do it. There isn't any reason why I can't. One, one experience that comes to mind was when I did, um, 
uh, environmental cleanups. So they were kind of worried that uh, the plants that were there uh, had thorns and had stuff that I could prick myself on. And, um, you know, we were wearing protective clothes and gloves. So I said, there shouldn't be any reason why I can't do it. And I was with a friend. So I said, I would be with someone at all times in case something happened. They were really hesitant to give it to me. And I applied for it multiple times and they kept saying, maybe not, maybe you can do something else. But I just, you know, I'm like, no, I want to do it. And I eventually did it. Um, I didn't go back because I just didn't like it, but I still gave it a try and I wanted to do it. So it was saying yes to the opportunity that came my way. That was, I would say how I found most of the volunteering opportunities that I had. Okay. So I'm just curious. I love that you pushed until they let you try it, but in the end, there was the reason you didn't like it. Anything related to like getting pricked by thorns and it being painful? No, it was just really hot. I, I, I don't like the heat. <laughs> it was in the summer and I hated the heat. So um, it was fun that I got to hang out with my friend and, and we ended up doing other things. It wasn't anything to do with the experience and stuff. It was just me not wanting to be in the heat. That was the yeah. only reason why I decided right. not to do it. So their concerns were not necessary. No. Yeah. 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 Love that. <laughs> uh, what about you, Clement? How have opportunities just sort of presented themselves or have you ever sought out a volunteer position? I mean, it's really been a mix of both. Um, you know, I've, especially with uh, places like Blind Beginnings and CNIB and other like kind of visually impaired communities in BC, like those opportunities have kind of just come along whenever people pass them around. But like a lot of other ones, um, the two that I'm thinking about are most of the opportunities that I've had uh, in the community are church-based. And that was, you know, th those were, a few of those were ones I sought out. So the one of the first ones um, was just, you know, shortly after becoming a Christian, I wanted to get more involved and kind of directly plugged in with the church I was at. So that there was a lot of asking about things that I could do or um, where I could help out at. Because, you know, the church I attended at the beginning was one of the biggest churches in Vancouver. So there's volunteer opportunities everywhere. So, you know, you can ask for things. And I, you know, I, I asked for quite a bit, but it's definitely been a mix. Um, the one that I, the one that comes to mind is uh, the one that I'm still volunteering at. It's the International Students Ministry at the church. Um, they, you know, I, I kind of, I was looking for something to do and I was asking the director, I was talking to him during lunch one Sunday and, you know, we were talking about how uh, his, his, uh, primary guitarist had left to go back to Korea and I was like well I happen to play guitar and you know so it was kind of a I think that one kind of came was it a little bit of both I mean because he was the one who told me about the international students club in the first place um you know and he was saying how he was lo always looking for volunteers and then that conversation came up so there was a bit of uh give and take with that one I feel so I did I did ask him uh you know for for the chance to help out because I could with the guitar and with sound and tech stuff. Um, but he also was the one who introduced me to the ministry in the first place. So I'm thinking about one, one volunteer opportunity that I guess was presented to me. I don't even remember. It was with the city of new Westminster on their access committee. So they were looking with some, looking for somebody with a disability to sit on this committee to help kind of make the city more accessible for people with disabilities. And I was like, 19 maybe i was i was young and i'd never really been on a board before and i went to this meeting at city hall and everybody was like in suits and seemed important and i'm just this 
basically kid. <laughs> and it was so intimidating. And I probably didn't speak for, you know, most of the meetings that I went to. Have you, have you guys had that experience of just feeling yes. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was invited to a youth learning summit. Uh, it was like a provincial dialogue about education um, among students with disabilities. And I was the youngest kid there. I think I was in grade I might have been grade nine or ten, and everybody was in like grade twelve. Uh, and the premier was there. Uh, Mr. Campbell was there at the time, and so I was like two hours. And I think it was like a, at a, it was in a UBC lecture hall. It was the full kind of setup with desks and mics and all that kind of thing. And it was my first time ever being there. And I was sitting there, and I was like, "What am I doing here?" Like <laughs> you know, everybody else is saying all these really, really smart sounding things, and I'm like. I don't even know what I don't I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah. Um, so definitely, definitely can relate to that experience for sure. Um, I wouldn't say I had something like similar to that, but well, kind of it was more so again when I was with the city of Syria and I was doing something called like a tree lighting festival, which is um, at least in Syria. I know it's in a lot of other places as well, where uh, during Christmas, they kind of have like a huge Christmas tree uh, set outside and they light it and it's like very pretty and it's very nice. Um, so I was doing the photos with Santa inside and it was very adorable and to see like all the kids and, and all the parents being very happy. So I was essentially just in charge of making sure the photos got to the kids, uh, sorry, the parents' emails um, and very important job. So uh, a, after I think towards the end of the evening, we got asked to go to the VIP room, um, which was where a lot of the people and in, in sort of like political figures were uh, there because um, I actually, I don't know why they were just kind of there. And we got asked to sort of be a part of that, you know, taking pictures with their kids and, and all that aspect. So um, I was totally just prepared to kind of be on the side and, and just do my job there. But a, a lot of people kind of got curious about my vision and it was I think like the mayor and and some other people within the city who were asking me questions and I was just really unprepared for it because again I wasn't something that I signed up for but talking about that it was really odd to me because it was the first time sort of talking to people you know outside of my friend group and people that I kind of have to interact with every day it wasn't necessarily something I signed up for but it was just a really odd and funny experience that I thought was like oh I got to be in a VIP room for once got to feel really fancy and, and important for that day yeah and that's a really I mean interesting point is how our visual impairment is I guess how people re react to it in a volunteer situation. I feel like honestly, most of my volunteer opportunities have been related to disability in some way. So it, it's generally seen as an asset. My experience, my lived experience is, is important and respected. Uh, although there have been a couple of situations where it had nothing to do with blindness and then, and then it's a factor, right? It's like, yeah yeah like people are going to have questions and people are going to wonder how you're able to do things and it can catch you off guard if you're not ready for that some people some people will just also just have doubts uh not even questions like some people will just have either their preconceptions or um prior experiences with other people with disabilities where it may not have gone well and so like when the next person comes on they're like ah, i don't know um yeah whereas i think like Sean, you had a great point. Whereas, you know, when, when you're when you're volunteering in the field of disability, uh, or you know, specifically even just blindness, it's much less of a factor because everybody knows what the deal is, and there's less kind of unfamiliarity to tread over. 
Um, mm-hmm. Whereas if you volunteer at something that has no line of visually impaired people and you're kind of the first one, people are like, whoa, what do we do with this? Yeah, almost all of my experience outside of Blind Beginnings have been non-disability related. So for me, Blind Beginnings is a really new opportunity for me where I don't have to sort of constantly explain um, my vision or ex- explain like this, uh, these kind of things that people outside of the blind community may not understand. So it's odd. Like, it's actually really nice for me. I, it's a really new and enjoyable experience for me. But um, like Hemet was saying, the sort of like the miscommunication for me is because of me being partially sighted people either assume I'm totally blind or I can see a lot more than I can. Um, it's a very odd thing that I have to con- cons- like consistently sort of explain. I'm not sure how it is for, for you, Sean and Clement, but for me, it's I'm constantly having to say, oh, I, I can see this, I can do this, I'm, uh, assuming that I can't, or me saying, no, I actually can't see that. But, you know, it's, it's a lot of mm-hmm. back and forth with that mm-hmm. for me and a lot of the volunteer experiences that I've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would imagine you you have both experiences. Sometimes people will expect you to be able to see better than you can. And then other times people would expect you can't do things that you can do, which is confusing for for people, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm thinking of, uh, I volunteered at a youth center after university. And uh, like I was, I guess in my mid twenties, just finished my degree. I, I thought that I wanted to work with youth at risk. So I got this position at a youth center. And at that time I was not using my cane all the time. I probably should have been, but my vision was kind of, you know, good enough that I could kind of like fumble my way through life <laughs> and I could pretend that I was sighted, even though I really struggled in a lot of ways. So I, I can relate to what you're talking about. And I think, you know, the kids that came into the drop-in center didn't necessarily know I was visually impaired and I was a little bit intimidated by them. So I didn't really want them to know, but then it also made me feel really uncomfortable because if I didn't catch something, they wouldn't, you know, realize that. And, uh, it was just very stressful and difficult actually. Yeah, explaining it to kids is a whole other ballpark, I think. I worked with kids a lot um, with my volunteering, like in daycares and again with a lot of the festivals that I did. And it's it's always a talking point, I think. I try to make it into like a game where they can sort of guess a lot of I get like, are you a superhero? I'm like, if you want to think I am, sure. I mean, <laughs> that's that's cool. Uh, but I, I try to be very honest with them and let them know in like the language that they can understand. Um, but it's it's always an experience and it's very different. Like the um, reactions are very different and, and it's, it's actually kind of interesting and fun to see sometimes. So let's talk about some of the benefits of volunteering because there are a ton. Like, yes, it can be scary to get started sometimes and it can be frustrating when people turn you down, when you're offering your, your yourself to volunteer. But when you actually do find a good fit, it's, it's pretty great, I think. Um, what would you guys say are some of the benefits? Um, I, think, I think one of the things for me is it's it's open season for spreading awareness really um especially if it's especially if you're volunteering at an at a place where you're the only blind or visually impaired person there literally no one knows anything or you know they don't know a lot about uh anything related to blindness or visual impairment so it's really it's i mean it's it's golden especially if you can get plugged in and actually you know start getting involved in the community um you know deeply 
um, it gives the, you know, as you do that more, more and more opportunities will start to come for you to share with other people. Um, and in, in return, it's, it's learning as well, because you get to find out what people want to know. Um, because it's, it's really interesting. I think we have these kind of, it's almost like a template for like, you know, the top 10 questions that people ask people who are blind and visually impaired. Uh, but it's really interesting. Like when you volunteer and you get to know people, like sometimes you'll get questions that'll catch you off guard and you're like, I never really thought of that one before, you know? So I, I think that's one of the b biggest benefits for me is that it's, it provides a lot of new opportunities to share awareness. Um, and you know, to gain for us uh, on the opposite end, it's also a good opportunity just to gain knowledge of the wider world apart from you know the one we live in. Because I think a lot of I think a lot of blind kids. I know for myself, it was definitely the case. I was very, very, very insulated when I was younger. Um, even all the way until probably I'd say the end of high school. Like the majority of my ninety percent of my interactions was, were in the blind community in BC. So it was. Um, it was very different, um, but it was a huge, huge opportunity for learning that I don't think I would have had otherwise. Yeah, I totally agree with Clement there. It's Volunteering has so many benefits, I'd say, um, especially with advocacy. I think you really learn how to advocate for yourself when people turn you down or when people have questions for you or make assumptions about you. It's the constant, I think, at least for me, advocating for yourself. But even outside of that, there's so many uh, like sort of benefits to it in, in getting experience for school or for, you know, just hours or um, getting, I, I would say the biggest one for me was being confident, learning how to be confident with myself and learning what I like and I don't like. Um, I was very shy and very just not interested in sort of doing new stuff when I was first getting into volunteering. Like Clement said, I was kind of in my own bubble and I liked staying there, but um, as new opportunities sort of came to me and I started pushing my boundaries a bit more, I learned how to be more confident and more sure of myself. And again, learning how to advocate for myself and just knowing what I like and learning when to say no and when to say yes. I would say that was the biggest thing for me that I learned through volunteering. I think for me, you know, the idea of like applying for a job and and maybe my vision impacting my ability to do that job initially, like recognizing that it might, it might take me a little bit longer to figure out what I'm supposed to do or to learn whatever I'm supposed to do. So I love that through volunteering, there's no pressure, like you're not being paid. It's you giving your time. If it takes you a bit longer, that's okay. It, it was a really good way to sort of figure out what, what happens here in this organization or in this, whatever it is, and, and how, what's my role and how do I do that role efficiently? And then also prove yourself, right? So like, usually I was expecting that it might be harder for me, but then usually it wasn't, it was like, everybody needs to learn when they start in a new role, whether they're blind or not. And so it's kind of, oh, hey, I can do this and learning how to figure out, you know, if you're asked to do something that everyone else is doing on pen and paper, how can you do it if you can't read print or write on pen and paper, right? So just like having to problem solve and, and work it out and realizing that, oh, there usually is a solution and there is a workaround and, and learning to sort of voice that and, and figure that out. Yeah, definitely helped with my confidence too.
Yeah, and and just like you said just now, problem solving and critical thinking. I think that's mm-hmm. something that you'll only find um, in those opportunities because it's not, you know, because it's it's it kind of it's that fine line between you know just doing something for fun and a job. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of in that middle ground where if you need to figure out a solution, you can take your time to do it because there's no stakes usually. Uh, mm-hmm. because you're volunteering. Uh, it's not, it's not like your, it's not like your career is going to be on the line or, and you know, but at the same time, it's not something you can just kind of throw in and be like, ah, eh, I don't need to worry about it because it's not a hobby. It is something that does impact your ability to do something, mm-hmm. um, you know, but you're, you know, you won't get less of a paycheck because you couldn't do this or, um, you won't be able to, you know, it's not like you're going to lose your chance for a promotion because you couldn't do this job or not. It's just a matter of, it really gives you that freedom, I think, to play around with your critical thinking and um, figure out a you know figure out a way to do things that you know like like you said that you may not typically think about. Mm-hmm. It also helps you figure out what you like and don't like. Yeah. And in the case of that youth center, I realized this was not a good fit for me. And <laughs> and it's funny because I was already done my degree and that's the direction I thought I wanted to go. It would have been good if I had volunteered maybe during university <laughs> and figured that out, but you know, better late than never. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, a, a main one is it just, it's something to put on your resume too, right? If you don't have any work experience and, but you volunteered a lot, that looks really good. That's yeah. that, fills it up okay so let's talk about employment opportunities that have come through volunteering I guess the first the first one that I'm thinking of that was kind of really surprising I joined a board I think I had only attended two board meetings but I guess I impressed the chair of the board because then he he called and offered me this this paying gig of training new bus drivers on how to work with people who are blind. And it's a job that I'm still doing (laughs) uh, like almost 20 years later. So that was a really awesome, like here I'm, I'm volunteering on this board. I'm just doing my thing, making my contribution. And somebody noticed my capabilities and my strengths and offered me this paid position, which was pretty great. That's awesome. I think uh, also with this, you you kind of learn jobs that can be available to you. Like my my job, um, very unique. I would say not a lot of people know of it. So um, currently, I work at a youth council. I'm the chair of a youth council in Delta, um, and it started off as a volunteering position, and, and it's a story. Um, so I I first uh, so it's it's out of run out of the office of MP and um, Cabinet Minister Carla Coltrane. Um, and she, I saw her at a, at a, um, at a speaking event in one of the schools in Delta. And she was, it was about, um, women in, in jobs and careers. And we got the opportunity to meet a lot of, um, wonderful, amazing people. And, uh, I was really interested at the time to, you know, go into law and, uh, sort of see what the experience of a visually impaired lawyer or going into law school while being visually impaired was like. Um, and towards the end of the sort of session, Carla walks in, you know, talking about her being an MP and, and doing law when she was a few years ago, she was a, a human rights lawyer. And I'm like, I really want to meet her. Um, unfortunately didn't get the chance at the time. Um, but I, we got contacted later and I got the opportunity to meet with her, uh, I did. And it was a wonderful experience getting to talk to her. And she told me to join her youth council. And I was like, what is a youth council? I, I had no idea. 
So essentially, Youth Council basically um, engages youth uh, on, on the issues that they're facing. So again, like it could be a wide range of issues and we sort of talk about it, discuss it, come up with solutions, meet with guest speakers who are involved with these issues and sort of try to make a difference within the community. So I started off doing her briefing notes. Actually, that is when um, I sort of researched and found out information about the organization and people that Carla was meeting and provide notes to her so she would be aware of what the meeting was going to be about and who she's meeting with. I did that for about eight, eight months or so. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, it was a lot of like, I got to learn about a lot of companies and a lot of really interesting people that were centered in Delta and, and also just around the world. She met with a lot of interesting people. Um, and then I kind of also went into the 2019 election and I volunteered with that, um, which was a really interesting experience as well. And after that happened, um, I got approached by the leader of the youth council at the time, and he was sort of being transferred over to Ottawa and working on the ministry side of Carla's um, parliament and I got approached to work on the youth council as being one of the leaders. So that's kind of where that started a couple of years ago. And um, this year I got promoted to being the chair and now I'm sort of in charge of the organization and um, making sure that everything is running. So it was um, a very interesting road getting to where I am today. Mm -hmm. So the chair position is the paid position, right? Yeah, even the leadership one was. Uh, oh, okay. It's about the same position, but it was just that we had changes and in, in sort of people who were staying and I they asked me to take over and I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. For me, it was, um, it's it's also the, the job that I technically still do now is teaching international students English, uh, specifically Japanese students. And that's something I never thought I'd be doing either uh, because... I don't actually know that many blind people who teach ESL. I don't actually know any at all. So um, one one of the things that it, it really started with um, the time that a friend of mine who I met from a while back in Japan came back to, or came to Canada for the first time and she came through an agency uh, for Japanese international students who are studying abroad in Canada. And when she came, uh, it was in springtime and they usually do, we usually do a ski trip with all our students, uh, up to grouse for the day. Um, and you know, she, she said, uh, that they were going to find a ski instructor who had teaching experience with people with disabilities, you know, to accommodate her. And she said, you know, but I don't really want to go by myself because that's kind of weird. You know, it's right because it's you, you know you don't want to be the only person doing the odd thing out when everybody else is just skiing and snowboarding uh so she's like you want to keep keeping company and i was like sure uh if that's okay with everyone you know and so she checked uh with people from the agency and they said oh, sure this, you know, this, of course it's fine and so i went and i met them and you know uh, it was really cool because i'd been volunteering at the international students club at church for a couple of years already uh and just found that international students were people I just really liked to hang around because um, they were fun. They loved to know anything and everything about Canada. Um, and they also like to share, you know, their their culture. And it was it was my kind of opportunity to learn a lot more about, you know, places that I couldn't afford to go to at the time because I wasn't working. Uh, and, you know, I was trying to juggle school and uh, volunteering. So... You know, it was it was nice to kind of get that international experience without having to actually go anywhere. Um, 
and so I I met up with the people from the agency. We had a great day. Um, and at some point, it got out that I knew a little bit of Japanese and liked Japanese culture. And so everybody kind of, you know, freaked out over that, you know, in in the best way possible. Uh, and then after the day was over during dinner, um, with all the students and staff, the the president of the agency came up to me and said, "Hey, you know, we." It was so great having you with us today, um, and I, I know you. I you know it's it sounds like you really have an interest in Japanese culture and language and stuff. So you know if you could, you know if you're willing, would you you know would you would you come help out? You know at the at the office. You know just drop by every now and then, um, you know and be you know be a Canadian, local Canadian rep to you know to the students, um, and to, you know help out with their English and you know whatever else uh, with whether it's Canadian culture or blindness. And I was like sure. You know, I'd love to, but it was weird just because I I didn't know anybody there. My friend was leaving soon, and I was like, you know, I don't know if I really feel like I fit there. Um, I I started to I just decided, well, you know, I'll, I'll push through and I'll just try it. And so I went for it. Um, and I started to go to the office, you know, once every couple of weeks, and then it turned into once a week, and then it turned into two 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 or three times a week. Uh, just anytime I was done school and I had homework. Uh, I wouldn't go home because I can't concentrate at, at home as well when I do homework. So I went to the office to do work instead. Um, and, you know, it kind of just coincided with the students all coming there and they started asking me English questions. And it, it was it was a great it was a great feeling. Like I never I never really realized how much fun it was. Um, and then a couple of years, I think it was probably, yeah, two years after I started coming regularly, uh, the president kind of sat me down and said, hey, you know, so we we've, we've you know, you've been coming, you know, for a long time. Um, we love having you here. The students love you. And, you know, you've you've helped, you've produced some good results. Like there were a couple of papers that, a couple of students that got, you know, a significant grade boost, you know, on one of their assignments because I helped them with it or because I edited, edited their paper for them or whatever. And so, you know, she said, you know, maybe, you know, I, I, think, I think we should start thinking about paying you. And I was like, really you know and she's like yeah you know you've been here for a while you know you you're you're basically part of the you're you're basically unofficially part of you know our our staff so we might as well make it official so that was how that started um and it's been five years since that's awesome i love that it's like the fact that you you weren't necessarily even looking for that you were you know it totally caught you off guard but they just wreck you were just doing what you were doing because you enjoyed it and they noticed your skills and offered you that opportunity it's so yeah, cool it was it was fantastic yeah i had i've had a, i was actually thinking about it and there's four times in my life where i've been offered a job through volunteering. And one of them was the youth center. I did work there for pay part-time for a little while um, after volunteering and and then the, the bus driver training, but also at CNIB, I had applied for jobs at CNIB multiple times and not, not gotten the jobs. And then yeah. I volunteered as a peer counselor and, and was in the peer counseling program and another job came up and I applied and I did get it. Whether that's like, coincidence you know but I feel like they now knew who I was and what yeah. I could do because I was already sort of in the door right so um that was that was one and then another one I was volunteering with this organization called building bridges and and the the founder of this organization decided she wanted to hire me to help with a project and looked into funding 
for hiring a person with a disability and yeah. like went through all those hoops just so she could bring me in. So that was pretty great too. Yeah. I think it's so wonderful that people, you're just kind of doing your job, not trying to impress anyone. Um, but it, it's sort of like, is really validating that people yeah. want you on their team and they want to employ you and give you monetary compensation for the work that you just like love to do. And just, you know, you didn't mean to get anything out of it. I, I just mm -hmm. think it's so incredible for, mm -hmm. to have that experience. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I wouldn't say, Oh, everyone go volunteer. Cause maybe you'll get a job. I mean, maybe you will, <laughs> it doesn't always happen, but I think if you find uh, the right volunteer placement that you really enjoy, if you love what you're doing, people notice, right. Yeah, and people want sure. you around if you're, if it's evident that you really enjoy what you're doing. So if you think about your younger selves or maybe people you know who are visually impaired or, or not visually impaired, but just feeling really nervous about taking that first step, do you have any advice for those people about volunteering? Yeah, I, I would say, and I, I actually get a lot of questions about it from younger people that I, I work with or volunteer with. And I, I just say go for it, honestly. Um, I know it's very scary and I, I felt really worried and really anxious the first time I, I applied for a volunteer position. And I got into my own head, you know, thinking, oh, I probably won't be able to do this or I don't know how it's going to work out. What am I, what am I, what am I going to do? I'd say just, just go for it. You know, take that opportunity. Don't get in your own head and just, and just take it and try and try to roll with it. If it doesn't work out, it's okay. There are so many opportunities out there for you that um, will come your way or you can find. And it, it shouldn't be something that you are stressing about because again, it's volunteering. You're giving your time to something that you enjoy or that you want to take part in. So, you know, try to go for something that you like and you think um, you will thoroughly enjoy. Um, but I think sometimes it's not always available. So just try and take the opportunities that are available to you. And um, yeah, that's what I would say. Just go for it. And I'd agree. Um, I think you know, mo one of the things I would say is like, like Ishita just said, you know, ro roll with it. Um, and in, in some ways, I feel like it's almost it's almost healthier not to expect that people will accept you the very first time. You know, especially as as a re very real fact of being blind and visually impaired, sometimes we will encounter more more no's than yeses. Um, and I think that's something that it's really important to come to terms with. And, you know, it's that, that not give up mentality, you know, that Ishita was mentioning, I think is really, really important um, because it's, it's very easy. It is very easy to get inside your own head. And, uh, you know, I, I am one of those people um, whenever I try and, you know, get two or three people who say no, my brain just kind of goes, ah, like, why am I even bothering anymore? And I think that's very natural, but at the same time, it, it does take a conscious decision um, it's not always an easy one, but it does take a conscious decision to say, you know, okay, so that's fine. I've had my time of feeling crappy about being said no to three times in a row. Um, you know, what's next? And, you know, I, I definitely agree. I think people, I think you just get yourself out there in whatever way you can. And if, you know, if it helps, you know, find a friend who is also interested in volunteering with the same thing. Um, and if you get rejected, you get rejected together. Um, and, you know, as, 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 <laughs> I, I don't I don't like to be a wet blanket, but you know at least when you when somebody else is feeling equally crappy, you know it's better not to be on your own. Yeah, I think I totally agree. Um, just go for it. And I guess the other piece is like, what do you have to lose? 
if you if you don't try, well, yeah. you're not going to be volunteering and you're not going to have a shot at all these benefits. Yep. But if you do, you could end up, you know, it could be an, an amazing thing. So, yeah, it's worth the risk, I feel like. And there's so many places to volunteer. So if one thing, if somebody turns you down, there's another door to knock on. And if one volunteer opportunity doesn't work out, there's always somewhere else you can try. So. Well, thank you so much for joining me today for this conversation. I think this has been really valuable and hopefully we've inspired a few people to uh, try some volunteering. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us back. You've been listening to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. I'm your host, Sean Marcelet. If you have a topic request, a question or comment, please send us an email to limitless at blindbeginnings.ca. Like and subscribe. Give us a rating and join us again next time. This podcast has been brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada, that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted along with their families. Music for this podcast is composed by Sean Bishop and Clement Chow. Production and audio editing by Rob Minot. For more information about Blind Beginnings and the work it does to support children and youth who are blind and partially sighted along with their families, visit us on the web at www.blindbeginnings.ca and also remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We thank you for joining us and we look forward to seeing you next time.